We go together like peas and carrots. The Peas and Carrots Podcast, sharing life from our piece of the vegetable patch. Brian and Kayla Sanders. Welcome to the Peas and Carrots Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm Kayla. Hey, good to have you along today. Hey, the Masters Tournament was pretty epic for me. It was really cool. Scotty Sheffield, I mean, he just rocked. And then there was Weasel Boy. Scheffler. Scheffler. I messed it up. Scotty Scheffler. I was like, Sheffield? And then Were Ka- we watching the same and game? Then, and then Cameron Smith. Yeah. Mullet Boy. Had that yeah. little mustache. You walked by the TV and you saw this guy. Do you want to confess to everybody what you said? No, but you're going to tell on me. You walked by TV, you saw him, you said, wow, <laughs> golf's really lowered its standards. <laughs> Sorry, Lord. But he was great. He was, yeah. And it was a great weekend. I mean, the, it ended in incredible fanfare. It's, to get to see Tiger uh, going from a hospital bed where they did not know if he would even walk again to walking a course four days was just absolutely incredible that was heroic. yeah i that knew was... he probably would not win but it was a win in my opinion and you so, yeah. know that for us the masters are probably some of the four best days of the year for us that's we love the course we love the mystique we love the tournament yeah um so we're golf geeks yeah we're golf okay. geeks uh, in other news, I returned to the gym. You did. We're going to come back to that in a little okay. while, but I'm very, very proud of you. Oh, and you're man. very, very sore today. Yes. <laughs> yes. I could barely get upstairs this morning. So I have a question. Okay. Did spring get lost? Did it take a wrong exit? Yes, it's drunk. I mean, we had snow this weekend. Saturday, we had snow. Wind was howling. It's cold. I had hail. Yeah. That little painful. But yesterday, last night, we went and sat outside at a Mexican restaurant. And it was beautiful. And today is going to be pretty. Spring is like the Psalms. This uh, this, uh, psalm, you're up. This next psalm, you're down. This psalm, you're up. (laughs) Next psalm, you're down. As is the pollen. So So. it's a, uh, yeah, I'd say that, you know. Hang on for the ride. uh, It's just a little roller coaster. You know, it's just a, it's just a little roller coaster. You got to get just, you just got to strap yourself in. Arms up. Scream and just, and then just kind of scream your guts out. <laughs> you asked me to talk about this, and we've touched on this briefly in other in another podcast. And you said that you'd like to go deeper on this, and I was like, okay. And that's discrimination, and but a very specific area of discrimination. And I, I asked you this several weeks back, and and asked you to sit with it pray about it and if you didn't feel comfortable not do it but we live in a society that there's no holes barred on shaming based on body image and so I asked you if you would share some thoughts about your journey with this this is very personal for you and for us and so the stage is yours it is a thing being discriminated against as a person of size. Uh, I have a waist size that's north of 42 inches. Let me just say that it's, it's, it's a little bit. Yeah, it's way north of 42 It's not inches. important. But I'm a large guy. But let me say this. I feel normal. Mm. 
and when I go into public, I'd like to be seen as normal. So let me give you a few examples. A number of years ago, uh, I'm at a meeting at one of our stations, and me and some of the staff, we go to a local Wendy's for lunch. I walk up to the counter. The guy behind the counter looks at me and says out loud, this is going to be good. We'll get a couple of uh, triple patties off of this guy. Mm. He said it out loud to me. Mm-hmm. And I was shamed. Um, in our local mall, uh, whenever you go there, and or let me say this, whenever we go there, you'll go to Home Goods or Kirkland's or whatever. I'll go to the mall and they have these massage chairs. And I'll go to the massage chairs and I'll swipe my credit card for a 30-minute massage chair run. I've had people stand there and laugh at me. Uh, I've had people stand there and they take pictures of me. Um, it's, I guess it's just the price of being, is it hurtful? Yeah. Is it shameful? Yes. Uh, I've had doctors not want to see me because of my size. Mm. Um one particular uh, urologist, she was a female, and um, she made the comment, well, this is going to be very difficult because of your size. And and yet, and she made this comment, I've never forgotten this, she said, frankly, it might just be easier not to have you as a patient. And mm-hmm. I just hung my head. Um, I've been not offered crutches before because of my size. And What does it look like, <laughs> B, when you walk in a store? How do you feel when you go shopping? I don't belong there. It's not my Because place. why? They don't have my sizes. Mm. There's nothing in that store except socks and a scarf and a pair of gloves. <laughs> It'll fit me. Or know? if they claim or to shoes. have a big size section, <laughs> it goes to what, like 40? It go, yeah, I mean, it might go to like 2XL. Like that's really... Really, y'all, I was in that in fourth grade, really. I came out the womb almost wearing You that. did not. Um, yeah, so I, I go in places and I feel like I don't fit, mm. literally. I feel like I don't belong there. And so that kind of... What about comments that are made? People who are brazen enough to... I can think of one that it's a wonder I didn't show my ugly... We were in a group setting, and I don't want to hint to where, but it would shock you to learn where. And someone walked up to you and said, oh, you guys have been here? And you said, yes. And the response was, wow, well, it would be hard to miss you. Mm. And it took everything I had to just stand there. But what I did love was that two of your friends who were standing nearby turned and they were ready to take it on. But those are comments. Would you say those are in the minority or how would you, how would you frame that? I'm trying not to get emotional. What would you say to someone say, who struggles with this, who faces this? I don't, I try to bury all this. Mm. I try to ignore it. I try to simply live my life peaceably, quietly, so as not to disrupt others. Has it impacted me? Yes. I think the reason why 
there's not a lot of people in my orbit who I would consider to be friends is because of my size, because people are ashamed of me. Uh, I think the reason why certain projects don't go well for me, like books, speaking tours, that kind of thing, is because of my size. In other words, I don't look the part. Mm. I don't look like Andy Stanley. I don't look like um, whoever else. You know, I just picked him out of the blue. I don't wear skinny jeans. <laughs> I don't wear jeans. I wear pants. I don't wear jeans. Uh, they're too heavy, and I don't have a butt. <laughs> I got gut, so they <laughs> fall down on me. I have my daddy's disease. Um, so let me just say this. This impacts a person over time. And the first thing I do when I walk in a room, I look for, okay, what chair in here will actually be safe for me? And what I mean by that is this. What chair could I sit in that will not cause me embarrassment? Hmm. Where can I go to sit in a corner and hide? And I have a big personality. I like to feel the room. I mm -hmm. like to joke. I like to have fun. But people have actually made comments to you. Oh, well, make sure you don't sit here. Yes. Or, you know, this is antique furniture, so are don't. you sure it can hold your weight? And it's just, I'm stunned in the moment and feisty, but... It's a acceptable, I will say this, discrimination of people of girth is an acceptable form of discrimination because you're put in a category of, well, that person's lazy. Anybody think I'm lazy? Honest to God. Anybody think I'm lazy? No. The stuff that I do, the things that I write, uh, fundraising season, all this stuff, I'm not lazy. Now, let me say this. I'm not a manual labor guy. I ain't going to go out there and work for the highway people. I ain't got that in me. No, but I can lead a team. I can motivate people. I can do all this stuff. I'm not lazy. Mm. Um, I'm getting kind of passionate about this because I don't want to get emotional. The, 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 here's what I'm going to say. Another thing that, like, kills me is there are people in, in, in a circle this is why I have a very small circle of people who I allow to speak to me. Mm. And, and I'm not saying speak to me as if say hi. Speak life yeah, to Yeah, just speak life to mm -hmm. me. Because if like you've ridiculed me or made comments to me for a few years or even a number of years or for months, and then I post something like I'm going to the gym and you're like, good for you. I believe in you. Shut up. Yeah. You don't get to criticize on no. one hand and, and cheer on the other. No. Uh, at the same time, people are stupid. We are. And so let me say this. I think that by putting down people like me, it actually makes them feel better about themselves. Well, at least I'm not like him. Mm. I've actually heard that from people in like stores. Mm. I remember we were in Target one day and a kid was wanting to buy a bag of M&Ms. And I was there in the in the candy aisle shock of all shocks is I love peanut M&Ms. I don't eat them anymore, but I, oh, they're so good. I uh, <laughs> fill up the bathtub each way out. But anyway, and I remember that this kid wanted a bag of M&Ms. And the mom said no. And she turned that kid around. She said, if you eat them, she said, and then she pointed at me. She says, you will turn out like him. Mm. I didn't know these people from Adam or Eve. I didn't. Mm -hmm. I'm like, really? 
I mean, if I'd have had a kid, I'd say, honey, this is why you wear makeup. You don't look like her. That's the kind of stuff I want to say in return. But it's not helpful. <laughs> and it's not like Jesus, you know, but it's just, it makes you doubt yourself. It creates insecurities. It creates fear. And it creates dysfunctional behavior, yes. which is where you don't want to go to dinner invitations or you don't want to be in settings where people are going to judge what you eat or how you may choose to spend oh. your time. I mean, you've had people tell you you should read less. I've had people tell me I should read less. I have sat down to meals. <clears throat> I kid you not. My could multiple times I've sat down to meals and yet I've ordered something and I've had people mm -hmm. say to me, are you sure you should be eating that? Mm -hmm. I'm a grown man. Mm -hmm. Let me make a choice. Yeah. You know, and, um, and I'm not sitting here. Let me say, I feel like I'm complaining that I'm venting. I'm getting all this stuff off my chest. I could lead you through a hundred examples of this. Now, I think racism is 100% wrong. Mm -hmm. And I am not comparing no, my stuff no. to that at all, okay? But let me say, I have heard my black friends say this in the past. They can feel whenever somebody's looking at them differently. Sure. I can feel that as well. I have felt it when okay, we've I walked feel in that. rooms. Yeah, I can mm -hmm. feel when people are looking at me differently and Whenever they're, you can just feel it with, you, you just, you, you just know. But let me say this. At some point in my life, I accepted that God allowed all those negative comments to make me tougher. Mm. That I needed to go through that so I could be the leader that I needed to be. See, that's funny. I think it's made you tender. Really? I see ways I in which you lean people. in for the lesser than. You're the you're the cheerer of the underdog. And I love that. And I think your personal hurt has caused you to be tender to those who may be on the sideline and you can see their struggle. So, sure, yeah, it's, I would say, a thicker skin. You've had to develop a thicker skin, but you're a very tender person. That's the only thing Wayne. I've developed that's thick. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just say that. <clears throat> so what I would like to say to this, and there are two things that I think are important. One, it's easy to sit there and judge another person by what we actually see. Listen, when we got married... I was 91 pounds soaking wet. Trust me, I'm not anymore. I'm cute as a button. But if, you're, if your measure of someone is just strictly on their physical appearance, you're going to fall out of love very fast. Because I first want to speak to partners, friends, family. Love people for who they are not for what they look like because I look very different than I did when we first got married. Yep, you look but, a lot better. Oh, stop. My point is this. Each of us is evolving and changing, but 
hopefully the things you fell in love with has the staying power or the qualities that God gave that person, you will let those shine more than your critique of their outward appearance Mm. or that you feel they may be somehow embarrassing you or not living up to your expectations. So to, to the partners, to the friends, to the family, stop trying to fix other people. It's not my job to look at you, B, and say, well, I think it would be better if you had a salad or, you know, if you do a few uh, stair steppers or whatever at the gym, it's my job to love you in the image God made you in and to then just support you. Am I cheering you on in your return to the gym? Sure I am. Am I proud of you? Yes, but that had this had to be something you wanted, and then I will cheer you in it and provide you Advil and Biofreeze. But it is not on me at all to sit there and measure your success by whether or not you're checking all these boxes and you're making the best choices. Because here's the thing, and this is my second point, it's easy to see your struggle. But what if for the rest of us, and this is where I get very, very emotional, what if someone could see our struggles with selfishness or pride or pornography or numbing with alcohol or numbing with drugs or overspending or anger, all these things that we can we can find creative ways to hide those. They're not on display. But yet for a person who struggles with body image because their weight is an issue for them, we as a society think it's okay for us to make the jokes about them. I've walked into the room as a spouse and I've seen the laughter, the literal laughter when you enter the room or I've seen the the snide whispers or yeah, the things we've already mentioned the will that chair hold you or, you know, I'm trying not to cry right now. It just, it has to be a personal choice for me and for each of us that we are willing to be so focused on dealing with our own shortfalls that we love everything about that other person let me say something here. If you have a friend who is a person of size, one of the greatest things you can do is ask them out to eat. Mm. Because one of the biggest things that like I would struggle with and still do is are people ashamed to be seen with me out in public? Mm. And so one of the greatest acts of love, and I'm allergies are bad. One of the greatest acts of love is to invite me to go out to eat, you know, because you know what it tells me? You're not ashamed of me. Mm. You're not ashamed to be seen with me. And that's, that's affirming. And don't just tell me that you're proud of me when I go to the gym. Tell me when I accomplish something. That's right. And that's not aimed at you, Miss Kay. That's no, because I cheer you on all day long. Yeah. yeah. Um, cheer. So uh, cheer those people on all day long. Again, 
did God have a plan for me to go through all that mess? Yes. Mm-hmm. Has it been hard? Oh, yes. I've had people tell me that I'd never amount to anything because of my size. I've had people who won't buy my books because they said that until I can lead myself to be a certain size, how can how, how dare I write anything about leadership at all? And it's just ridiculous. Am I angry and bitter? I don't not about that. I get angry and bitter that we don't have a Popeyes in town. Uh, <laughs> am I trying to lose weight? Yes. Am I going to the gym? Yes. Is it a life? It'll be a lifelong journey. I've already accepted that I will probably be at the gym until the day I die. But that's just simply because you want to live longer. I want to live longer. I want to be here longer. I want to be healthier. I want to spend more time with you. I want to take you to Italy. I want to take you to Israel. We'd like to go back to like Switzerland. We want to buy a beach house. I don't know why. We used to live in New Orleans and avoid hurricanes, but here we come back to it again. So because we both like the beach. We have dreams. We have and dreams. to do that, we have to stay healthy. And I'm 54. Yeah. I mean, I got 20 more years in this body at the best, and then I'm out of here, and I'll see you in heaven, Miss Kay. So there are things that I want to do, I want to accomplish. And am I doing this so that people won't make fun of me in public? No. Uh, I'm doing this because I need to take care of myself, and I want to stick around and be with you. Yeah. So, and The last thing I want to say, I want to say this, and I'm speaking to the partner who watches someone very closely struggle with weight and body image. Do not try to be the person that coaches them or suggests for them what their menu should be. Don't hint at displeasure if their body isn't the size you want it to be. Hesitate from crafting their menu for them. Avoid the temptation to try to be the food police or the exercise guru. I would suggest 99% of the time for you to have the best relationship, defer to someone else. Brian has a trainer. That person is the one that's going to speak life to him. I pay him to be a jerk. But preserve that relationship with your loved one by loving them just as they are. Like I said a few minutes ago, resist the urge to, quote, fix them. And I'm doing air quotes here because they're not broken and it's not your job. I want to put a bow on that comment. Some of you are sitting there listening. Well, that's just denying the truth. Somebody needs to speak truth to that person. You don't think I already know it. Mm. You don't think that I'm already ashamed of the fact that of the size that I am. You don't think I'm reminded of it daily. You don't think that the worst day of my life, probably two or three times a year, is going to my doctor, having to get on a scale and go in that room. I are, And then leaving that doctor's office feeling more of a failure than I was when I went in. I already know. I wake up that person that like you're trying to preach your, your, that, that truth to, they already know we don't need to be preached to. 
We need somebody who believes in us, whether we're this size or not, and that'll give us the confidence to make possibly the right change. Mm-hmm. Does that make any sense? It does. All right. I'm off my soapbox now. I could use a cookie. <laughs> There's a quirk for that. Yeah, I'm not quirky at all. I'm perfect. I need to leave before lightning burns this studio down. <laughs> really? One of your quirks. Can I we talk about this? As a matter of fact, please you, do. You tagged me on something in Facebook today, so let's so let's just uh-huh. talk about this. That's why I brought this up. This is the story I was going for. Do, how often do you drive? I am a no, passenger not, seat what, driver. Yes. I admit it. I drive 99% I am of the driving time. Miss Daisy. She will sit in the passenger seat and complain about the traffic. You're not driving anywhere, baby. <laughs> What's it matter to you? But I sure do like to provide editorial. Our friend Shelly shared a video actually today, but this is something that we've been having an ongoing discussion about for many years. And that video was, is this your wife in the in the passenger seat? And this guy is playing the role of his wife. And he's like, oh, are you going to choose a lane or are you going to be in both? Are you going to hit the brakes? Are you going to hit the brakes? <laughs> or is, does your wife sit over there and try and put a hole through the floorboard for you? <laughs> and then she'll say, oh, isn't that a pretty color car over there? I haven't noticed that car. Mm-hmm. My question is this, baby, and I love you. You ain't the one driving, so what's it matter? I know. I just, it's a quirk. But it keeps life interesting for you. But I think our point here is this. What's one of my quirks? You leave socks everywhere. I find socks under ottomans. I find them tossed by the chair, by I will the bed. Get in my, I will get in my chair at home and I'll get relaxed. And my feet will get hot. So I just kick them off. And but I find them under various chairs. Well, in that's the house because when and, I, I take them off with yeah, my toes. I understand. And they go flying. But they're balled up and they're usually under something. And so I have learned to do like the sock purge before I do laundry which is where I go from room to room and make sure that, yeah, socks have not gone flying. But, yeah. it's But it's here's the thing. We all have traits that perhaps are a little irritating, but they're also endearing. Aww. So I think <clears throat> as couples, we need to accept that there are some things you do too, speaking to myself, that might be a little irritating, but you can choose to see them in a better light. And then the the other thing, okay, so I know this about you. Mm. I know that you and I made a pact when we got married. Even if something is irritating the snot out of you about me, something I'm doing that perhaps like blowing on my glasses when there's something oh. on there. For some reason, that just irks you. That's a minor example. Okay, maybe it irritates you a little more than I thought. What What is rule number one? What will we not do in public to each other? Cut each other down. We won't post on Facebook. We will not go to Facebook and put each other down. And I think people that do, 
uh, that is just classless. Do not complain about your spouse on Facebook. Because if you complain about your spouse on Facebook, you know what it tells me? Is that you don't have the courage to speak to your spouse about the problem. But you have the courage to tell the whole world about it. I'm a little passionate about that. I'll put that bone down now. Yeah, it's just, this is just our gentle reminder to each other. Again, there's so much about speaking life in this week's conversation be kind kind. and also this is a valuable lesson i learned if you and i are having a disagreement we don't take it to other people because i learned this the hard way we were married about six months and i may have shared a disagreement that you and i were having with my mom and she had a grudge against you for a long time i was over it within like two days but I love, your, I love your mom. <laughs> I know you do. And y'all are really close. Not anymore now I learned she has a grudge <laughs> against me. What was this about? I don't even remember. It was We're 30 gonna years out. ago. We're going to handle this 28 okay. years later. Well, there we go. It's 30, but carry on. Oh. When we are having a moment, it's between us because it may resolve very quickly. But if you bring outside parties into it, it's possible they're going to hold an unfair grudge for a long season and so you've created a scenario that was very avoidable if you had kept the situation to the people it needs to belong to so yeah and finally we've done this even in this segment just laugh about it we got to life's too short just learn to laugh laugh at yourself don't carry it to to bed don't don't carry it throughout the day laugh about it move on Look at yourself in the mirror. That's enough to laugh about, in my opinion. <laughs> I laugh at myself. I'm like, my goodness, look what's happened. Other days I look at it and go, hmm. Anyway, I better move on. <laughs> okay. Thanks for listening. <laughs> that might get edited. You're awesome. Hey, you can search the Peas and Carrots podcast wherever you get your podcast or visit our website, peasandcarrots.com. When you do, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for the Peas and Carrots podcast. Mm-hmm. 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 For more about the Peas and Carrots podcast and to reach out to Brian and Kayla, visit peasandcarrotspodcast.com. Looking for another great podcast? Jesus Fix It with Seth and Jess is about finding your way through the clutter, perhaps having some laughs along the way. The Christian walk doesn't always come wrapped in nice, pretty packaging. So count on Seth and Jess to keep it real. Search for Jesus Fix It podcast today.